0: In Philippians chapter 3 verse 17, it says, Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Today we're becoming spiritual Weight Watchers. Get ready to count some calories. This is Day 15. Welcome to the Journey Through Philippians podcast, where every day we set aside space in our lives to experience God's Word. Together, we'll discuss the context and meaning of each passage and how the book of Philippians can help us understand more about who God is and the story he's writing for each of us every day. Brandon, what are you
1: raising eyebrows at me for? I didn't. He said, Keep your eyes on those who live. You excited to count some calories? He said the verse was, Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So I'm just shifting my eyes towards you. I know, I don't count calories. Let's be real. But just curious what's the
0: craziest diet you've ever tried? Craziest diet. Have you tried any of the like only lemon water and cayenne pepper Ugh, from the, the office, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly Kapoor. <laughs>
2: she's like passing out. Yeah, she's like. I have big bags under
1: eyes <laughs> <lemon laughs> and, and cayenne pepper and mm-hmm. honey for two weeks. I don't think I've ever tried that. Kombucha is kind of like that, isn't it? Uh, is that? It's basically what it is. Yeah, I drink that and like only and that. What happened? <laughs> I didn't drink it again. <laughs> oh, <the> only once. <laughs> I've, actually, I've had it a few times, but I've done the intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that work? You know, like you fast sometimes and then you there's
0: no like rhyme or reason to Wait. it there's no
1: strategy there basically you eat like for small portions of the day like four hours a day let's say oh so you like noon, 20 hours a day you're four. not 20 hours a day you fast or something like that whoa or 16 yeah. hours a day you fast something like that
2: yeah my brother's done that before yeah
1: your brother is still doing that yeah
2: he does it off and on have you found so. that it
1: works no, because I don't commit to it. <laughs> um, I would just be part.
2: really angry Honestly, by 12 o'clock. Honestly, be grumpy. <laughs> yeah. My goodness.
1: I just think part of our job is always meeting with people. And mm-hmm. oftentimes yeah. it's mm-hmm. like around food and stuff. Not that I couldn't just Because we're there following and, the biblical example. That is, yeah, that's right. right. That's how Jesus did Communion. It. And Coffee and breaking <laughs> bread. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's not always the most practical thing. Mm. But I do like it in theory.
2: <laughs> Do you? I like starving myself. <laughs>
1: well, in You still get so to eat good. for those four hours. My imaginary hours figure
0: is in great shape. Really thinking. <laughs> it's
2: thanking me. What about you? I would say that I've done this cabbage soup diet. It's Whoa. really just like a cleanse. It's just supposed to be seven days. So it's kind of like usually after the holidays or maybe now after you've eaten a lot of candy, you know, yep. that kind of thing. I mean, you literally like... Make this cabbage soup, which is a bunch of vegetables and some. It's not
0: just cabbage. Right. Okay, good.
2: V8 juice, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's some yummy, yummies. But then you follow.
0: Some Some yummy yummy. We can't just breeze past. Oh my gosh,
2: I know. Sorry. That's
0: in the dictionary. So So (laughs) the dictionary, Melissa. (laughs) Yummy yummies? Anything that could be eaten. That's vegetables, yeah.
2: (laughs) And then you just like keep on this very strict daily diet of like only vegetables one day, Mm. only fruits one day. But literally by the third or fourth day, you just hate everything and everybody. So <laughs> it, it's, so it's a, it doesn't it. matter yeah, what you eat that day. Exactly. Night. You look
0: great and you hate everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like one of those cleanses and then you should just like moderate oh, what so you you're eating. Yeah. So it's not like this will sustain you or anything.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Do you guys remember Atkins? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't there another one that was like related to that? The South Beach, the South South beach diet, beach, some, yep. something like that, mm-hmm. which was just like eat all the protein. It's just right? protein. Right. I actually did that. And that was really effective. Was it?
2: Really?
1: I'd lost I love cheese. And I, yeah. That was like a <laughs> That was like the number one thing is like eat a lot of cheese, right? Because it was high in protein. That has like sugar in it, though. Huh. Cheese I mean, I, I would still have dairy, but I, a lot of people would cut out dairy. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But I would do chicken, fish and veggies. And that was it.
2: Hmm. I have done the whole 30. And that is actually a really good diet, but it's almost like a way to think of living, like without sugar, Mm. without dairy. It's a sad way to live, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've done. Yeah, what about you? I did paleo Mm -hmm. for a little while, Mm -hmm. for like seven or eight months, Mm. and that was fine. I developed an almond allergy because I ate so many (laughs) almonds. (laughs) Really, Like that was my snack. It was just like everything's almond really? flour based or like, you know, if you want any sort of you like had baked goods. You so much goods. of it that your body Yeah. Rejected. And so now it's... I get stomach aches from it. Oh, no. But it, that worked too. But now I'm kind of doing what you're doing, Brendan. I, I'm not doing anything right now, just to be clear. <laughs> I work <laughs> out in the morning, but that's all I do. I'm kind of that's doing it. what you said that you did, which yeah. is like... Basic proteins like fish or chicken or something like that, yeah. and then veggies. And then I'm eating Tootsie Rolls by noon. Exactly. So it's great. <laughs> I'm very disciplined. Candy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, today we're talking about some body transformations, and we don't have a commentary today. We're just going to read through the whole chapter, chapter three, Yep. because this is the third week of Journey Through Philippians, and yep. we're just going to take some time and dwell on the passage here, and then we'll get kind of down to the bottom of what we're talking about, why we're watching our weight. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God, on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So I just finished this chapter and this last verse really kind of stuck out to me. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. I want a glorious body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, can. Yeah, <laughs> I can start. <laughs> I, I, apparently that's the prescription
1: that Brendan Lang yeah. approves. But uh-huh. what does that mean? Making our lowly bodies like his glorious body. That's actually one of the things that Jesus promises us, you know, when we become part of the people of God, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and savior, Paul talks about it this way. He talks about how we move from the realm of death to life, that we are made alive in Christ. And there's a sense in which we are resurrected right now in which we have this sort of new experience Mm -hmm. of life. But there's also this promise that in the future, we're actually going to have a fuller and better experience of life when Mm -hmm. after we die, our bodies will be raised from the dead. When Jesus returns on the day of of Christ is a word that Paul often uses here in Philippians. and our bodies will transform and become like Jesus's glorious body. I mean, what does that exactly look like? We sort of have an idea of that from mm-hmm. the Gospels, where Jesus, in a sense, you know, he dies, he's raised from the dead, mm-hmm. and he's still in some ways recognizable, but in some ways not. not. His body's a little bit different, mm-hmm. and so that would be maybe an idea of what our bodies—they're bodies that are designed for eternity with eternity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: I've never thought of it that way before in we're, the way that they saw it. yeah their bodies yeah.
1: fit for the new creation
0: mm-hmm. essentially. So a lot of that stems around this idea of knowing what Christ is like and knowing that that's our aspiration like not only in who we're trying to be, but in our physical bodies, apparently yeah we're trying to be like him for
1: eternity. In order to do that, we kind of have to know Jesus, right? Yeah. And that's actually what he says. I love how Paul says in verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. And so actually he alludes right there, 10 verses earlier to what he wants to get out at the end, this idea that one day he's going to experience that resurrection power in his life. I want to know Christ to experience that. But also he says this in verse eight, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, the infinite value of knowing Christ. If it's really that valuable, then he wants to know not only the power of Jesus's resurrection, but also to participate in his sufferings because there's a sense in which our sufferings also help us know Christ because that's part of who Jesus was, what Mm -hmm. he went through, what he experienced in life. If we go through those things, then there's something about those that actually help bring us closer to Christ too. Yeah. So for those of us who haven't read the Bible a lot, and we did not done the
0: last journey or the journeys before that. Mm-hmm. What should we know about Jesus? What is he all about? And, you know, we've talked about his resurrection a little bit. We've talked about some of his teachings. Mm-hmm. I've said this line that he had from John yeah. of <laughs> love God and love others. But really, like, give us the background on Jesus. Who is this guy that we're supposed to know and is the most valuable thing in the world to know? Just sum him up for just, me. I mean, just that's really not quickly. a loaded yeah, question just a little,
2: or anything. Just a little <laughs> he's,
1: background. He's the son of God. And so mm-hmm, can, yeah. you, can you sum up the son of God? Yeah. I mean, we kind of get this already in Philippians too. Like we call it the Christ hymn. sometimes verses five through 11 talks about Jesus, what he did on earth. So he's part of the triune God. we talk we're getting the big stuff now. Yeah, uh, let's do it. And we're going to talk about it in simple ways, but God is triune father, son, Holy Spirit. We believe that God is one in essence, but three in person and Jesus is one man. Manifestation you might say of God. He came to earth. And in a lot of ways, he showed us how life is supposed to be done on earth. He's a fulfillment of much of what we call the Old Testament, sometimes the First Testament or the Hebrew scriptures. He's a fulfillment mm-hmm. of what those are all about. He shows people what it looks like to live out the law. He says in Matthew 5, 17, I've come not to abolish the mm-hmm. law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. He lives out. He fleshes out. I actually like to think about him, talk about him as a walking, talking Torah. He shows us what that mm-hmm. looks like in the flesh. We have these four books that talk about them. They're called the gospels. Basically, gospel means Good news. And they're basically just biographies of his life that talk about who he was, how he lived, and ultimately how his story on earth ended. Which, as many of us know, he was crucified, he died on a cross, but that wasn't the end. He was raised from the dead and then exalted to heaven. So, Jesus
0: is God and also human. And he apparently had a lot of teachings when he was here on the earth. The way he lived was an example. How did he live? What were those examples like? And what should we take from what he taught?
2: And Luke talks about that the most important thing that we're to do is to love the Lord our God. And then the next verse goes on to say, and love your neighbors as yourself. And so I think that in Jesus's teaching, he's always pointing back to God. He's always pointing to the glory of the Father. But then he also says, and then love your neighbors as yourself. So it's like loving God, loving others. You always see him serving and with the people. And he doesn't shy away from people who may not be like him. And that's what I love. Because those are the parts where I need to change to look more like Jesus is to get out of my comfort zone and be with people that may not believe the same thing, may not even be into the same things, but that I would actually go and be interested and build relationships with other people.
0: Among other things, you know, the way he lived showed that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he was Mm -hmm. healing people who were sick, like actually Changing their physical bodies, but he was also healing their hearts right. and soul. He reached out to the people that were cast out by society as a whole, right, and bringing them sort of into his plan, and even using them mm-hmm. for the purposes of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the guy who Paul says is you know the best thing to know, the best thing the to best know, mm-hmm. the best thing yeah. worth better than anything else you could achieve on earth is to know this guy, yeah. right? And yet we live in a world that doesn't really care about that. You know, Mm. they are chasing all these other things. I think we talked about this earlier in the week too, Mm -hmm. but I'm just curious from both of you, how do we live in a world that values something so different Mm. and so opposite of what the Bible and Paul and this book of Philippians is trying to teach us that surpassing worth of knowing Christ, like knowing Christ is going to carry you beyond any and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do we live in a world that clings to things that are ultimately meaningless
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and not be super judgy or weird about them like how do we not set ourselves
1: apart so much so that they don't want anything to do with us well, I f- first off, I don't think you judge them. I mean, that's the first part of your question. You asked mm-hmm. kind of two questions. That's how that's really hard. How do you live in the world, you know, be a Christian and not judge? Well, you don't judge,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, Jesus. But that's my job. No, it's not.
2: Why <laughs> is that your God job? Is, God is the judge. <laughs>
1: and the nice thing is that it takes it out of your hands. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Like, you don't have to, that's really you, right. you like hand it over to him and admit that he's the judge and he yeah. knows what's best. And we don't always know exactly everything. So first off, you do that, but then you do pursue the thing that is of most Worth, right? Mm -hmm. Like he says here, if it's true that everything is garbage, rubbish, you know, human waste compared to knowing Christ, Mm -hmm. then that's like the thing we ought to chase after. We use this running analogy. We talked about this too, like this idea that there's this race. And if Jesus, like if knowing Him is the prize, and if the prize is the most valuable thing on earth, why wouldn't we chase after that with everything that we have? I'm not saying we shouldn't worry about being weird, but we should be laser focused on that. And I think if you're doing that and you experience that this really is the best thing in the world, then the world's going to want that. Yeah. If you know Jesus, like really know him, we talk about a personal relationship, but I mean, like you wake up in the morning and like you're in a constant conversation. There's a mm-hmm. flow of thought between you and Jesus. Yeah. And I know that's hard. It's not like me and you, Tyler sitting right here. Sure. Melissa, right. right. It's a little bit different of an experience, but if you really have that kind of relationship and it changes the way you live, the world's going to be attracted to that.
2: Mm. hmm I like where you're going with to actually know him, you know, to have an encounter with him. Mm Because I think sometimes we get stuck on, you know, I grew up in church or I know of God or I know things about the Bible. But just like Paul had this amazing experience where he actually met Jesus and Jesus not only changed him physically, but spiritually as well. And I think that when we are transformed and we actually meet God and we realize that we're In a place where we are so in need of a savior, that we are so in need of something more than what we think this life is going to give us, that's when we look to Jesus to like provide all those things Mm -hmm. for us. You know, when you realize that all these things that I have are rubbish. All these things that I have Mm -hmm. don't compare to knowing him. But I think it's actually having that encounter, having that moment where you realize that Jesus is all you need.
1: And it starts with a moment, but it's an infinite number of moments. It's every moment after that, where again, you're in a relationship with him. I mean, this is why people love the book of Philippians. I mean, at least I like it. It's because (laughs) (laughs) I I, I (laughs) I mean, it really is one of the most popular books. It's one of the most inspirational books, because here's a guy who has the worst circumstances we can Mm -hmm. imagine. And yet he has more joy than anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's because he has the thing that gives him the secret of being content. Mm -hmm. We're in a culture that is so discontent. It's because we don't have Jesus. But if we had that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. with him, think how much that would change our day-to-day lives. Like we would have joy. We wouldn't be grumbling and complaining. We would have peace. We would have content. We would have all these things that we're always seeking in life that possessions can never give us. Mm -hmm. I think what it does too when you're saying you know Jesus, you know,
0: you're studying and spending time with the word, and mm-hmm. that's how you know Jesus's heart. And when you know Jesus's heart, it transforms your own. Right. And so when we say like constant conversation, for me, I'm like, okay. So when I'm praying, like that's how I have a conversation. And when I'm praying, I'm asking and talking to God about what is His will for my life. Mm-hmm. But when you know Jesus and you know His heart, then you see His answers in the world. It changes and reframes how you view your reality. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you can't be an accountant or a banker, oh, you know, or a painter, or a youth pastor, all these things. You can do these things for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. or yeah. you can have it reframed by knowing Jesus's heart, mm-hmm. and you see that the way that Jesus does. And that's the best way to stand out from the rest of the world, Yeah, is do the same things as the rest of the world, reframed yeah. through Jesus's heart and yeah. what mm-hmm. he wants to do.
2: And like Brendan was saying, like to know scripture, to know who Jesus yeah, is. because like, that's how
1: you get to know Jesus. Read, well, yeah,
2: read the gospels, it, you know.
1: It's how you know about him at right. least. And if you're going to know someone, you got to know something about them. Absolutely. But it also goes beyond that. I love scripture, but I also, right. like I admit, I know a lot of people who know a lot about the Bible. True. Who don't care about God, who don't have a relationship with God mm-hmm. because this is just a job. It's just an academic exercise. And it has to go beyond that. It has to transform our lives and who we are as individuals. Yeah. So, we talked about body transformations, the beginning a little bit, (laughs) weight watchers.
0: And it goes back to this idea that, you know, Paul thinks that we should model ourselves after Jesus' body and apparently not live for our stomachs. That was in this chapter as well. Right. But here's my question when we talk about the body, of Christ, Mm -hmm. which is the church, how do we as individuals change and help the church become what it needs to be for the cause of Christ? Like continually change, because a lot of people Mm -hmm. think that we figured it out. And if people are not attracted to, and people don't want to come to church, then that's on them. Mm -hmm. And they'll be the ones that are, you know, not saved (laughs) going forward. How do we as individuals contribute to what we believe the church body should be?
2: One thing that I have seen be such a powerful thing in our students' lives and even in some of our leaders' lives at the church is prayer and just really taking time to seek and ask God what He wants for student ministry, what He wants for our own personal lives, and asking Him to be a part and to actually guide us in what we're doing. Because I think a lot of times we have great ideas and we think we know what the church should look like or the direction we should go in. But when we leave space and ask God to do that and to show up and to show us exactly what to do, we see Him move in a way that we can't move in.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's unexplainable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think to jump off from that, you know, there are a couple of things mm-hmm. that we see reinforced in Philippians. One of them is prayer. One of them is worship. Like Mm -hmm. Paul is giving praise to this guy who has set the ultimate example of how we should live, right? Right. And that's something that we should do regularly as well, Mm -hmm. whether it's through music or just the way that we operate through life, taking time out of our day to really worship Mm -hmm. and give back and Mm -hmm. acknowledge that we are not in control. Not only is it something that we're called to, to give back, but it's something that will change us. Mm -hmm. You know, surrendering regularly will change your heart and make you become more like Jesus to the people around you. Mm-hmm. And to go along with that, it's kind of what we talked about last week, serving. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Serving is part of it and yeah. serving will change your heart just like it'll change other people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting, you said just a second ago, this idea that we are the ones who need to be saved. Mm-hmm. And when you acknowledge that we're the one that needs to be saved and we actually need saving, right. that's when Jesus will show up. Yeah. But sometimes other people need us to be Jesus to them mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And serving is pretty critical in doing that. I mean, there's no right answer. There's not one answer to this yeah. question, but there's a lot of ways that the church is going to be changing. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying too. Knowing the Bible
2: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't make you a great Christian. Right. Obviously, a relationship does, but good relationships compel you into action, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You change who you are so that
1: you can be better for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what Paul did in his ministry. I mean, he talks about in another letter how he was to the Jews, he became a Jew, to the Gentiles, he became Gentiles, and he met people where they were. And this is what Jesus did Mm -hmm. in his ministry too. He met people where they were. He met them relationally, spoke to them in ways that they could understand because ultimately he wanted to see a change in them. And last thing I would say to answer your question, Tyler, I think it's about being faithful and it's saying yes to the things that God asks us to say yes to, mm-hmm. you know, every single day. Mm-hmm. It's a race, but it's also recognizing that it's not in our power. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, we're going to do the things he asks. We're going to be faithful and we're going to be aware of, we're going to see people the way Jesus saw people. But we're also going to admit that at the end of the day, it's not in our power. It's in God's power. It's Jesus's power that has the ability to transform our lowly bodies. And if there's going to be transformation that happens in our country, in our world, in our church, it's always and only going to happen by the power of him. But that doesn't mean that we don't show up, you know, Mm -hmm. that just because we admit that it's his power, we also still have a role in this. We're the conduits sometimes of what God wants to do. So we show up, we say, yes, we're faithful to those sorts of things.
0: Thanks for joining us today for the Journey Through Philippians podcast. To check out even more resources like videos from Philippi, children and family resources and eBooks for all ages, visit our journey page at willowjourney.org and follow us on Instagram at WillowCreekNS. Be sure to share your journey experience on social media with the hashtag WillowJourney. If you have questions or would like to learn more about the ministries of Willow Creek Community Church, check out WillowCreek.org. We'll see you tomorrow.